Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast, presented by 13 Fishing Canada. Make your own luck. We're here to scratch that angling itch and talk everything fishing. Join us as we sit down with special guests from across the industry. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon Cater and Logan Lewis. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm here with my co-host and buddy, uh, Logan Lewis. How's it going, Logan? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, bite number six here, I believe. Got myself a new mic after last episode's uh, little technical issues there, if people heard that. But yeah, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm not doing too, too bad. I mean, ice fishing just came to a close. Yesterday was the last day in the southern zone of Saskatchewan here. Um Got some mixed emotions, started putting away uh, right before we hopped on here. I was in the car garage putting away some ice fishing stuff, getting things organized, doing some spring cleaning. Um, You know, I had a great ice fishing season. I didn't get out as much as I wanted, Um, but when I did get out, you know, I definitely just embraced it and really enjoyed the the fish and the memories and a lot of relationships that I made this season. It's it's been a good one um, for a lot of different reasons, but... uh, yeah, I'm just kind of getting ready for, for May now. Yeah, yeah same here. It's kind of st- time to start taking those. Uh, what I like to do is some of the reels that I use ice fishing, I also use them in the summer. So it's time to kind of start transferring that stuff over and getting ready for the open water season. Eventually you pull the boat out of the Quonset and get that all nice and cleaned up and, and ready to go for opening day. And, and hope that can't come soon enough here. Nice to have a little bit of a break here. It didn't take, didn't take many weekends off myself. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely be exciting to get things rolling again here soon. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Do you have any plans on like where do you plan on going opening day? Do you have any idea yet? I mean, that's over a month away yet. But any thoughts? I'm not totally sure. I haven't seen uh, haven't seen what day that is. I'll just take a look here. It looks like May fifth, correct? Yeah, opening day for us. So that's looking like it's going to be a Wednesday. So I'll probably. Uh, probably hop out after work quick and and go out to Buffalo for the for the evening and stay there till sundown just to get out there. Say I made it out there opening day and who knows maybe a fish will come by. But la- last year, I think, I think I managed one or two walleye out there and in about an hour last year opening day there. But how about yourself? Uh, no plans yet. I'm still trying to figure out what this um, open water season is going to look like for me. I sold my boat come fall. Uh, for whatever reason, I thought that was a good idea. Obviously, I figured COVID might be gone by now, and that's that. You know, that's not the case. It's super hard to find a good used boat that's not, you know, with the COVID inflation right now. Everything is just so overpriced. I, I mean, I've been looking at boats, and you know, Brooklyn's brother Brandon too. He's been looking for a boat, and you know, everything you find that's semi, you know, a decent deal. It's still overpriced right now. Um, but it's gone in a couple of days, a week, two weeks max. And yeah. uh, I just haven't found anything that, you know, we want to pull the trigger on anyway. So right now I'm boatless. So I'm not really too sure what the open water season looks like for me. Uh, I definitely have some things I want to accomplish this open water season. Uh, but I guess first things first, I got to find a boat. Otherwise, you know, we'll just be fishing banks and uh, hopping in with you when I can. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, we're only about 45 minutes away, so lots of those weekends could find each other on the boat there. And I guess can mention that we're both going to be fishing our first tournament 
with being the Buffalo Pound one. At least I put my registration in this week. Um, but that should be something that'll be interesting for sure. Almost a little head-to-head, except you got uh, former guest Tim Jenny with you, so <laughs> things might be a little bit slanted in, in your favor, but I think it should be a good time. Yeah, I definitely thought, you know, Logan and I have never tournament uh, angled before, and, you know, that was a, definitely a big goal of mine this year is just to enter my first tournament, and I know it was one of yours too. And, you know, fortunately for us, we both... I, I think our registration's in too, so... Um, but we're not on the same team. I definitely thought maybe our first tournament would be together or, or something like that, and that's just not how it panned out. But it, it'll be fun. I mean, I'm definitely interested to see, you know, what we can learn, you know, from your boat to my boat. I'm sure we're going to share, you know, some tactics, some tips, some tricks. And, I mean, I don't know Buffalo Pound too well, so i got to get out there at least a couple times before that tournament and uh, and learn a little bit of, demographic and structure out there so uh the lack yeah. of structure <laughs> well i was just gonna say i don't know how much structure is actually out in that lake but i know there's some decent wall in there you know just talking from yourself and i've only been there a couple times and it's always just been ice fishing so i don't know i mean is the potential as you know down in the chain lakes and fork appel there are those 29s 30s lurking around um I don't know. Is are, are those hidden gems in Buffalo too? I honestly have no idea what the the average size walleye is um, in Buffalo. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to say there's no potential at all, but um, it's definitely I'd say more of a more of a numbers like, but in the sense of I'd say your average size is a little bit bigger than most other numbers lakes, but it's definitely you're not uh, the probability I guess of laying into one of those last mountain type fish or even one of the chain lakes types fish there isn't definitely isn't as high but it's definitely a good time for for numbers and just keeping the action steady for most of the summer actually so it should be interesting to see i haven't fished it a ton in the early season like i'll go out for a couple days and then i kind of start exploring a little more though so uh, it'll be interesting to see but from what tim said and what i've what i've heard from other people the like i think i worked i worked the tournament volunteered at the one at buffalo in 2017 I think it was, and I, I, if I remember correctly, the biggest fish was I think eight, eight point eight pounds maybe. That's um, a decent fish. Oh yeah, it, it's it's not a bad fish at all. It's just when you look at say like a last mountain tournament, and we all, we know that last mountain or Tobin, like those those tournaments have some huge fish that that come into them. But um, it's not definitely not a bad fish. That's a it's a pretty good fish for a buffalo pound. So it'll be interesting to see when I was when I was working it. I think every boat pretty well came in with a fish bigger than I've ever seen come out of that lake. So we'll, we'll see how things go our way here when we actually fish the tournament, but definitely some potential there and just really a good time with how often the bite is. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so this episode, uh, Logan and I just kind of wanted to hop on here. We don't have a special guest joining us tonight. Um, we have a couple great guests lined up. Uh, definitely stay tuned for some future episodes. We have a lot of big things coming as far as the podcast goes this open water season, whether that be episodes, uh, we have some sponsorships um, that we're going to be being a part of, um, some other partnerships that we're working on right now that um, definitely have some big th- things happening in uh, Saskatchewan um, and the, the fishing side of things too. So we're definitely excited uh, for what the future holds. I mean, we have just started kind of getting the ball rolling. This is only our sixth episode, but... 
Uh, we're definitely super excited for the open water season from from a podcast standpoint as well, not just a personal standpoint. We're we're super excited for what we're going to do ourselves, but the podcast has a lot of big things coming as well. So definitely stay tuned. Yeah, it's it's been pretty exciting to see even after just five episodes here how how crazy things have kind of gone for us and and all the new people that we've met and that have reached out to us and that just. It, for me and Brandon, I think a big thing is just just getting to know more people. That's been a lot of fun for us, and some of these guys that and, and girls that we've been lucky enough to talk to. It's it's been a really fun time. So yes, thank you again. We're gonna take a quick break here. Um, quick word from one of our sponsors, Lucky Bastard Distillers, uh, and we'll be back with some Q and A after that. Get ready to stand on guard for the. Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask Lucky Bastard today how you can make Canada's ultimate Caesar, true north and strong. Featuring Lucky Bastard's premium dill pickle vodka, LB's famous bacon rimmer, and bacon bitters. It's not a Caesar if it's not Lucky Bastard. Order online or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some Lucky Bastard? All right, so if that interests you at all, uh, you can go to luckybastard.ca. You can use our code WEEKENDWARRIORS, so that's W-K-N-D WARRIORS, uh, and you will receive 10% off your order on anything on their website. They do ship Canada-wide, but if you are from Saskatchewan, definitely check them out. They're a local company. They make great products. I actually have the bottle. I have a bottle of premium vodka from Lucky Bastard right here. That's what I'm sipping on tonight, and uh, you know what? It's absolutely unbelievable. I don't know. Like, I'm more of, like, a whiskey guy. Um, but, you know, I do like a vodka here or there. I don't know if anyone recalls, but, like, say, like, a big-name brand like Smirnoff. When you take a shot of it, it's got a real burning sensation going down the hatch. This the doesn't have... <laughs> yeah, this doesn't have that. Like, this is this is premium distilled vodka. I think it's distilled seven times for good luck, they say. <laughs> but uh yeah definitely check them out uh weekend warriors 10 percent off your order yeah sweet so we uh we thought not having a guest this episode uh we figured maybe episode six here after having five episodes up already it'd be a good time to kind of do a little q a just kind of get to know us a little better kind of put some information behind the faces or the voices that you're seeing or hearing so uh i guess we'll get right into that before we even get to any questions that, that we were asked on the polls on Instagram and Facebook, I guess maybe each of us should just kind of talk about what we do right now kind of thing, like what our lives look like away from the away from the podcast. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That sounds like a great idea. Um, you want me to go first? Sure. Kick her uh, off. All right. So, I mean, for me, I have a, a nine to five job. Uh, I work five days a week at a heavy equipment dealership here in Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, so I'm working during the day. Every time um, I'm doing anything fishing, it's usually in the evening on the weekends. I do a little bit of photography and that kind of stuff on the side. Uh, it's definitely something I've taken an interest in, you know, over the last couple of years, kind of slowly uh, accumulating gear. I mean, it's it's not cheap. Camera gear is not cheap, so... You know, I kind of started out, you know, buying this, buying that, buying this used um, and just kind of self-taught myself a little bit of photography and a little bit of videography. I wouldn't call myself good by any means, but uh, I do a little bit of that on the side. I run some social media platforms for some small businesses as well. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I just kind of everything that I have on the spare time of things is kind of dedicated to fishing now, especially with the podcast. Um, if I'm not out fishing, taking content, um, I'm usually with you, Logan, here recording an episode, planning an episode, um, you know, dealing with sponsorships and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, for sure. I think uh, for me, uh, it went took me five years here, got my my accounting degree, or I guess business degree, majoring in accounting, and worked just like Brandon Monday to Friday, nine to five kind of thing at uh, at a local firm here in Moose Jaw, and then after that usually come home from work and either do something here with the podcast or I also work part-time for a company called Anglers Atlas, which is pretty cool. It's in the, in the fishing industry as well. And then other than that, it's just kind of like Brandon said, every pretty well everything else is taken up by either being out fishing or researching something for fishing or just researching new gear, anything, anything like that. Like pretty well all the free time seems to go into something like that until kind of hunting season in, in the fall there where things have kind of changed a bit for me over the last year. But uh, yeah, for sure. Lots of, lots of time spent thinking or fishing. Yeah. I guess thinking of fishing. <laughs> I mean, I have a fiance now. I got engaged a couple of weeks ago, so uh, I definitely got to make some time for, for her. And we have a little dog and, and that stuff as well. So, I mean, she loves to fish as well, you know, fortunately. So um, if I want to head out fishing, it's, it's usually not too big of a deal to sneak away whenever I have spare time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been great. Everything that, you know, since I kind of got into, you know, more of the fishing industry, um, meeting you, meeting, you know, tons of people, that's kind of my biggest takeaway from, you know, all of this. It's just the relationships that you and I both have made. And, and, you know, it's just the people that we've been involved with have been so good to us. And, and, you know, my biggest thing is I want to learn. I don't, you know, I want to learn every day. There's so much that goes into fishing. There's so many different variables. You know, there's never not something to take away from a piece of content or, or a conversation with somebody that's fished tournaments before or anybody really. Right. I mean, it's, it's a learning process. Whenever I talk to somebody, I try to take away those little tidbits anyway. So. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a huge thing for, for me, lots of social or lots of fishing is about the social aspect of it. And don't get me wrong, I still have lots of those, lots of times where I'll go up by myself, and I I enjoy those as well. But it's definitely it's a lot of fun having a buddy on the boat, someone to fish with, kind of someone to help remember the story the right way, not a, not turn it into a fishing tale and stuff like <laughs> that. And it's just been me and you both were lucky to to meet a lot of people and and lots of the friends I have to to this day still I've met them out on the ice. Met him on Instagram talking about fishing, Facebook, same idea. Like there's so many good people in the industry, especially here in Saskatchewan. It's definitely a, a good chance to learn and a good chance to meet some really, really cool, dedicated people as well. Yeah. So let's jump into a couple of these uh, questions that we got from our uh, Instagram and Facebook stories. Um, so let's start with this first one. Uh, which one of you guys are taller? <laughs> this is definitely just a competition between us two because we're not the two tallest guys um this is coming from i guess who is that who's taller that was from our friends j and j fishing justin and Jacques, who are both over six feet i believe so this is kind of a jab at us here but um definitely yeah absolutely what an insider joke yeah <laughs> i would i would say i don't know 
I don't know who's taller. I'd say we're pretty similar, which is not, not something I'm used to. Pretty well, everyone I fish with seems to be over six feet for some reason. Yeah, we're not the biggest guys, but we definitely do. You know, we, we bring some punch, so J&J, you better watch out. Yeah, and it makes the fish look bigger when we hold them, too. They're smaller oh, guys. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, I don't know, I, th- I think we'll say we're the same height. We don't need to give specific uh, numbers here, but I'd say we're around the same height. This is a good one from Samuel. He says, uh, what made you want to get into fishing and your backstory on fishing? And then have you won any tournaments? So we kind of talked, uh, touched on the tournament part already. No tournament wins yet. I don't know if I see any in our near future here, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. I can't really foresee any this year, <laughs> but, um, Logan and I definitely, we want to get into the tournament scene a little bit. Um, obviously that's not our main focus. We do love some friendly competition. Um, we are a couple competitive guys, but at the same time, like for us, uh, I think it's more or less like supporting one another and like kind of leaving the ego at home type thing. I don't know. Like I've heard some, some horror stories about tournaments before, you know, guys get really, obviously there's a lot of money on the line. Um, but for me, like, I don't want to get caught up in, in a lot of that either. Like I, I want to fish tournaments because, you know, I'm a competitive guy, but I want to make sure that the tournament doesn't get the best of me either. So for me, I want to get into the tournament scene basically to learn, um, not to cash checks right now. The learning process is, is the, the important aspect for me. Um, and for myself, I mean, luckily for myself, I get to fish my first tournament with, you know, somebody that's cashed a lot of checks and, and knows a lot of things. And for me, that's, you know, if you're getting into tournaments, you want to definitely find somebody that can take you under their wing and kind of show you the ropes a little bit, show you some, some tactics and some things to look for that maybe you didn't know, or that you don't do on a day to day, you know, just driving around the lake looking for fish. Um, but yeah, so no tournament wins for either of us. No, not even close, not even a chance to win. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) But uh, I guess, I guess what, what made you want to get into fishing? I guess when you first started, kind of your backstory on that okay so i think i kind of touched we kind of touched on this on our introduction episode but um that was just a quick like eight or ten minute episode that we didn't really get into too many details um in but uh my backstory is i kind of always fished it was always open water fishing Uh, my family's had a cabin for you know 25 years um it's walleye fishing open water i never really targeted any other species other than walleye um you know until recent years i a lot of i don't know a lot of you might not know like i logan and myself played competitive hockey um i played hockey for well it would have been three years ago now uh, is when my career ended i was playing down in the states i played two years of college hockey i ran into some concussion issues um so i was kind of halted i wasn't allowed to play um contact sports anymore so i was kind of put in a an awkward situation where you know hockey took up my whole winter and majority of my summers um, whether it be training um you know or actually physically playing hockey in the winters um but then that was kind of just taken away from me and i didn't really have anything to fill that time in the winter you know what i mean um so i mean i had just met brooklyn 
that year. I uh, had a lot of time on my hands, and, and Brooklyn said, well, let's, oh, let's go ice fishing. I said, ice fishing? Like, I've never been ice fishing. Like, I always thought that was not safe. Like, my dad never ice fished. I think he maybe went once um, with one of my uncles one time, and, you know, it wasn't for him. So I never grew up ice fishing. I wasn't raised around, you know, heading out on the frozen lakes and for 12 hours a day chasing walleye, punching holes. Um, so three years ago would have been, you know, the first time that I ever drilled a hole in a lake or picked up an ice fishing rod. Um, you know, but since then that just kind of, it, it really ignited a passion in me. I really enjoyed it. It was something I could do with my pastime. It was something I could, um, you know, do research on. I could, you know, kind of self teach myself a little bit about it in my spare time, you know, off the ice as well. Um, but it, more or less, it was just something that I could do to, to pass the time in the winter. And since then it's just been, Man, it's kind of taken over my life. <laughs> taken over my life a little bit. I mean, yeah. se- since then, you know, all summer it's fishing, fishing, fishing. Winter comes, fishing, fishing, fishing. Um, I definitely like the the media, the marketing, the that kind of stuff. And um, you know, when I was kind of introduced to that side, the business side of fishing, um, that definitely opened my eyes a lot too. You know, you don't realize what's all out there and what's you know, what possibilities are out there for you um, until you kind of, you know, go after it yourself and, and kind of open doors for yourself. I mean, for me, the biggest thing is just, I never want to, I never want it to become a job. I mean, even if it physically ever does become a job, I don't want it to be a job. Like I don't want to wake up in the morning and be like, oh man, I have to go fishing. And there's some people that there's some people that that happens for them, right? They have a passion, they chase it, they end up, you know, turn it into a business or a job and, and then it becomes work. And that's my biggest thing. I don't want that to happen. Um, but yeah. And then from there, you know, after I was introduced kind of the marketing and sponsorship side of things, I definitely started to take, you know, my social media and content, whether that be photography, videography, that kind of stuff. Um, a little more seriously and I just kind of want I wanted to create like a platform and a community um, on my social media pages and my website and stuff where you know anybody could you know come hang out and relate to that content because it's for my content is for the first time angler it's for the hardcore weekend warrior um, you know it's kind of for everybody I don't I don't really direct it at one demographic of people so I just want to share my passion with everybody and that's kind of what it comes down to for me so yeah I think I think that's pretty similar for me too it's I just wanted a place to to put up something that I like like doing rather than flooding my my personal Instagram with with all that stuff and we've just been both been lucky enough to have it turn into kind of what it has today yeah and like I don't know about you but like the relationship side of it is is absolutely crucial I mean for myself um, you know, through my Instagram, um, you know, I had part-time side jobs for, you know, e-commerce and, you know, tackle companies where I ran their social medias where, you know, I had lure companies reach out to me and I did some product photos for them. Um, you know, a lot of different stepping stones throughout the industry, you know, to kind of get to where, to figure out what you like and what you don't. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I like taking product photos too, but I don't want to do that every weekend. Mm-hmm. It's definitely time-consuming. I don't recommend yeah. it, but, um, yeah. And then you and I just kind of always wanted to start a podcast, and we figured, you know what, we got... We have our social media pages, like, let's let's start a podcast together. Like, we're two guys that just love fishing um it's not our job but we definitely have some intel and some stories and some relationships that we want to share with everybody so here we are yeah and and i guess going back to that question i guess how i i kind of got started with fishing um i grew up out at buffalo pound here in saskatchewan and my family's always i guess since i was born has always had a cabin out there so i've been i've been lucky enough to have have that it's only 15 20 minutes away from musha and um have a pretty good we call it our lake family out there pretty good group uh, usually saturday nights in the summer 25 35 people suppers and stuff like that and some other obviously some other uh kids in the bunch too and and they kind of started uh, there me and my sister are the youngest of of the group and and some of the older ones kind of got into fishing and it's just started in the little 12 foot tinners with little like four or five horse trolling around, usually trolling like a jig or trolling uh, like the original rattle and wrap and stuff like that from Rapala and kind of started there. And then um, just as I got older, I started to get into it more and um, not, not a ton of ice fishing when I was younger, but then probably seven, eight years ago, um, that's kind of when the ice fishing started as well. And then I, th- I don't know, I wouldn't, not sure if it was maybe grade 12 or kind of getting into university there where things just really started to to pick up and for those that have have gone to university there's if if you want there can be a lot of free time maybe some other things should have been going on like studying or something like that but there's a lot of free time for fishing if <laughs> if you want and i think that's where things really ramped up for me the the summer fishing really really picked up and then especially i was coming home from saskatoon pretty well every weekend it seemed like and and going fishing somewhere but yeah definitely it all started at buffalo pound for me so it should be interesting entering this tournament for the first time ever on kind of my my home lake and, and seeing how we do yeah absolutely uh you got a little bit of an edge on uh on myself there so yeah but then you got you got tim <laughs> tim's almost like a ringer out there <laughs> out on buffalo pound that's probably some light work for him out there but no, it <laughs> well, should, it'll, it'll be fun Oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. So uh, we got a question here from Aaron. Uh, I want to buy a new summer rod for mostly walleye. Uh, what tips or what do you look for for choosing the right rod? That's directed at me. <laughs> you can start. Uh, in all honesty, I even when it, like we talked about us both playing hockey, when it came to hockey, I was always getting my information on oh what's the new skates what's the new stick the new gloves kind of thing i was always getting that from someone else and it's kind of i never really knew oh what's this newest newest and greatest item coming out so uh, i've gotten a bit better with the fishing stuff but lots of it honestly that i do is just talking to to other people asking around stuff like that watching videos and kind of researching and then of course taking into account what i what i plan to do with it am i just going to be jigging walleye or am i going to be casted for pike or stuff like that so i i would definitely say reach out to some people and and see what their opinion is and research as much as you can and and then when it comes down to it if if you just want to try something out maybe you want to try a certain action out maybe don't go for the most expensive thing right off the start and kind of kind of figure out what you like and and then go from there but in in all honesty i i 
don't even run a ton of setups just from my I guess my lack of knowledge on the subject like I I think I've got I have three baitcaster setups and then two spin setups right now and and that's it which to some people that that don't fish a lot that might seem like quite a lot but then you got people on the other side of the spectrum here and um that's like that I don't even that's like nothing to them for what they might take out in the tournament and whatnot so yeah I would just say do as much research as you can and then lots of it comes down to kind of personal preference and and what you've noticed in yourself yeah and then I mean for walleye specifically there's a couple things like I'm not a specialist by any mean um, on the topic but there's a couple things like when I'm going out and I'm looking for a new rod um, to take into consideration you know what are you going to be using that rod for uh, are you going to be, you know, live rigging? Are you going to be, you know, ripping? Are you going to be pulling cranks? You know, are you bottom bouncing? Um, first, figure out, yes, your species. Second, figure out what tactic are you going to be using to fish that species. Um, and then from there, you can kind of narrow it down. For me, like, I mean, I use all 13 fishing now. Uh, that was a personal decision before, and now we have a partnership with them. So, um you know, you can call it biased by, you know, whatever you want to call it. For me, I, I personally like the 13 fishing products. You know, I, I run a lot of Defi black, um, rods. There's a lot of great options for walleye, um, in that series. Uh, they're not an expensive rod. You know, they're not spending, you know, the $150 for a rod. I think they're like $74 for a rod. And, uh, you know, there's a ton of other great, um, series in the 13 fishing lineup for me personally uh, i like a medium light um, fast action for um, live rigging just because it's a little more sensitive um, and then i'll use a medium um, for uh, say ripping jigs and and you know other tactics for for that type of uh, heavier lure pro um, approach um, but definitely if you're going to be live rigging you want that um, a little bit more sensitive of a rod and you want to be able to have that medium light fast action um, capabilities of of definitely getting a good hook set on that walleye yeah for sure i think uh definitely what you mentioned with the live rigging kind of like i said from talking to people i've got a buddy that that knows a, f a fair amount about rods and same thing he was saying kind of that medium light a bit longer rod and that and that uh the fast action there for for that kind of stuff like your lindy rigging and whatnot and yeah, totally. I think when I I am looking for a new pike rod for my bait for one of my bait casters, so I'll probably be looking at some of the thirteen fishing casting rods that they have there. Uh, one thing I really like about their stuff is kind of when lots of the fishing industry stuff can be kind of bland sometimes, um, but thirteen fishing definitely has like a kind of modern, sleek look to it, and that's something that definitely interests me. And I think I pretty well have a rod picked out already, but I'll I'll have to update everyone on that once I do decide. There's so many good brands out there. I mean, you have, you know, your St. Croix, your Fenwick's. Uh, there's just so many good brands out there, and, and it all depends on a budget and, uh, you know, what you're using it for. So anybody you talk to, they're probably going to have a, a different opinion. So uh, definitely do your research. Actually, I just read an article today um, from Repella Canada. They just dropped a new article about uh, rod actions and uh, the benefits of each um and it's 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 a fantastic article uh we can definitely link it below or you can head on over to repellacanada.ca and i'm sure you'll find it on there as well so definitely check that out if you're if you're looking for some you know tips on on how to choose the the right rod 
for your next rod. Yeah, and I think that budget thing you mentioned is a is a big thing. Like you can, if you really like fishing, can be as expensive as you want it to be. You can totally break the bank with every single thing you buy, or you could maybe go a little bit smaller on the dollar scale there, but maybe end up with two two setups instead of one kind of thing. And I think that's one thing I've noticed definitely looking through that thirteen fishing store a lot is there's rods and and whatnot on both ends of the spectrum. You can there's good rods that are on the lower side for dollar value and then they've got their their high class expensive rods as well. So you it's all it's kind of pick your poison kind of thing and um you don't you don't have to ball out with, with everything with fishing and another great way to find things too is is used as well. Um that's what I've done a little bit too. But once again just comes down to doing your research and, and what you decide that you kind of need for whatever application you'll be using it for. Absolutely. All right, let's hop on to the next one. Okay, so this is this is a good one. This is a tough one, I think, for myself. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, but what is the craziest fishing accident or situation that you've been a part of? Huh. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> and that one's from Zach Brown. Not the band, but it's pretty <laughs> sweet. Um, I, I honestly have been... I don't even want to say this because I don't want it to happen, but I've been lucky enough that I haven't had any of the hooks in the fingers, hooks in the arm, knock on wood there. Um, but yeah, you definitely just jinxed yourself. Yeah. I, I've been way better about debarbing things, especially because I'm mo- mostly catching release, but because also if it does end up in my finger, maybe that will save me a little bit. But um, maybe craziest fishing accident, Oh, it's not even that crazy, but one from this summer, I guess, went up to uh, one of my buddies. They just they just purchased a flying camp this summer or last last spring, and uh, second first full morning out there, I was out in the boat just jigging by myself while the other guys were getting ready, and was lucky enough to have a little four four pound hammer handle. Decided I wanted to take my jig and uh, came up. I was dealing with it and had a snaggle tooth that decided it wanted to thrash through pretty well the whole one side of my thumb um we're up north remote area kind of a little bit of service depending on if the booster is working or not but i didn't <laughs> there's so much blood coming out of my finger i couldn't tell if it was really bad or not so they're on the dock i'm saying oh, we're probably gonna need the first aid kit and they don't know if my my thumb's gone because i don't still don't know what's happened but um that and then i guess for that ended up being it was okay just wrapped it up went lake trout fishing later that day so there's it was still good to go um, but I, for a craziest situation, nothing, nothing even too crazy has happened to me. I've been lucky that things have been pretty chill. Uh, but I guess maybe this summer, I don't know if anyone remembers the big plow wind that came, it basically came all the way from Alberta across Saskatchewan into Manitoba. Um, I think it was around July long weekend. We were, we were up at Otter Lake, which my family goes to <clears throat> kind of right on July long for the, I think the past like nine or 10 years. And we were at one of their stock trout lakes around there on a canoe and this plow wind decided it was going to come through. Um, some thunder and lightning started and then the wind just picked up like crazy and we couldn't see anything. The rain was coming down mad. There's three of us in this canoe. Um, we make it onto shore and kind of hide there for a little bit. And then when we come back out, we see the damage that the, the plow wind has done and the trees were just pancaked in so many areas around us. So 
I'd yeah. say that was probably the, the craziest situation I can remember as of late. Um, we got back out there and kept fishing and the bite was great right before <laughs> and right after it. But, um, no, that was, that was probably the craziest situation recently, but I'm sure there is some, some way crazier situations that some of the listeners have for sure. Yeah. That plow wind scenario was, uh, was something for, for the history books, but I mean, myself as well, like, you know, knock on wood, uh, haven't had, you know, a super crazy accident of, of, you know, I haven't fallen out of a boat or, you know, anything super dramatic. Um, I do have a story or a situation that, I mean, it's kind of the shits, but, um, so I lived down in North Dakota. I played hockey and went to college down there. Naturally, I wanted to fish while I'm down there, right? So I went down there for my first year, got my fishing license. Uh, you know, we fished a lot of great bodies of water. Uh, I think it's called Lake Sakawea. I can't remember the proper pronunciation. Um, so lots of great fishing down there. Uh, lots of places where you just drive and you can just cast bank fish. Anyway, so my second year I go down there and same thing, uh, get my license, go fishing. Um, after the hockey season and everything, uh, my buddy says, hey, let's go fishing. Um, and, you know, it was a transition between seasons, yada, yada, yada. I didn't really know the dates and, and the difference in how everything worked down there. I said, well, I should, I should go renew my license or because, you know, up here you have to get a new license every season. He said, oh, no, no, no. The, the one you got, uh, it's, it's good 12 months of the year. Uh, you don't have to, you know, you're, you'll be fine. You don't need a license. Okay, okay, sure, let's go. So we go fishing, catch some unbelievable pike, take some pictures, uh, post them up in uh, in a fishing group, North Dakota fishing group. And uh, next day, I'm coming home from class, and, and there's a, a CEO <laughs> at my <laughs> apartment. And I get a call, and it's like, is this Brandon Cater? Yep. Hey, uh, this is you know, the CO, North Dakota, yada, yada. Uh, can you come downstairs? I'm in the parking lot. What the heck? Okay, like, what, what could they want, right? So I head down, asked me to come in his truck. So I go in his truck, and he says, just hands me these papers, and it was the pictures that were posted in this fishing group. He says, is this you? I said, yeah. yeah. He said, well, did you keep any fish that day? I said, nope. He said, oh, you're lucky. I was like... Oh, what do you mean? He's like, well, your license expired the day prior. And I said, no, you're joking. And, and down there it's, uh, it's, uh, misdemeanor. It's like, it's like a big deal. Like it's a big deal up here too. But like I had like a criminal criminal record down there and like <laughs> I had to go to the court system and like appeal it and be like, Hey, I'm from Canada. Like, I really don't want this on my on my you know my record like i had no idea i'm so sorry and uh it ended up costing me a good chunk of us dollars uh to get that off to to get that off my record and and everything like that just i don't know crossing borders and stuff all the time i didn't want to have any issues or you know have any reason for anybody to hold me down for like a half an hour and question me so that's the craziest thing that's happened to me it's just i had a big criminal record issue with fishing in North Dakota. Uh, luckily for me, that's off of my, my background and, and we're good to go. So, uh, definitely from it. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you, like I said, if I ever, I mean, now 
I mean, I never, like, I'm checking my fishing license all the time. Uh, actually, like, here in Saskatchewan, if you don't know, they have, like, a renewal process. So if you, you know, if you're going to be getting your fishing license every season, uh, they'll just, like, set you up and it will auto-renew itself every season. So I don't even need to worry about it anymore because it's taken care of. Yeah. And that's a big thing, I guess, especially this time of year with our kind of season ending episode here. Um, read, read the regs because <laughs> those new yeah. ones, are not that wasn't direct, like directed at you kind of thing, but those, the new ones are, are coming out here. I think they actually, I just saw that they were just released recently. I, so I think they were just released today, to be honest with you. Yeah. So even, I'm not even saying like read the entire thing, but I guess whatever lake you're going to kind of check up on that and see. And then the nice thing is in Saskatchewan, they have kind of a what's new for I guess it'd be 2021, 2022. So you can kind of see what's changed and, and whatnot. So yeah, definitely, definitely something's important because the different lakes, different zones, there's different rules, barbless, can't keep, can keep different, different limits and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely, definitely something to check out for sure. Definitely. Because I mean, so my family, we have our cabin up at fishing lake. Uh, it's in Saskatchewan, good fishing while, uh, you know, good walleye fishery. Um, I've been caught like a a monster like a trophy walleye you know but consistent like 23 24s um you know you can go out there catch your limit type thing if that's what you're going out there for you can catch your limit you know good 18 17 18 inch fish um in like an hour but the catch is on that lake the walleye limit is two the amount the amount of people that i see at that lake in like the filleting shack, fill, uh, the cleaning shack that keep four walleye per person. So like a group of three will come in of 12 walleye. And like, I've been going there my whole life. So for me, like 12 walleye, that that's a lot of walleye for like, you know, a limit. You got to have six people in the boat, right? And you got three guys coming into the shack and oh yeah, what an unbelievable day. Like, look at all these beautiful fish. And I'm just like, well... I mean, you can only keep two a person. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's four per person. It's just like, you know, it's just like Pasqua or Echo. You, you know, you can keep four per person. No, you can't. You know, you can't. You got you to gotta look into it. I mean, every lake is different. But, yeah, like the amount of times that I've I've ran into people that, you know, think the limit are, is the same for every lake in the province is, yeah. is, is unfortunate, I guess. But Yeah, that's the thing. I think being like I guess like conservation minded like we are and I don't I don't keep very often I don't have I don't have a problem with it but um definitely you see in those cleaning shacks definitely just usually every every trip that you go to one of those there seems to be a pretty funny story coming out of there from from what you see from the other people that are in there and uh, especially especially up north where there's definitely more of a kind of a I'm gonna go up there and and catch my my limit and bring as much home as I can kind of thing you, you definitely see some pretty funny things in there some pretty questionable things but uh yeah it's always interesting oh 100 percent uh Kate let's take uh our last question here uh so this one is what are your open water goals this season yeah I think I think that's a good way to end it um well I guess bef- I, I guess it'll be hopefully happening now hopefully COVID doesn't ramp up here and and cancel the tournament but uh, one of my goals was to to fish a tournament this uh, this season, so it'll be interesting to see if this one does end up playing out. Uh, hopefully, it does. 
Um, but other than that, I just like this winter, I, I stayed on camped on the ice for my first time ever. And probably another five or six nights, maybe were spent either in the truck or, or on the ice. So that was something I wanted to do, but I think I just want to want to keep exploring maybe when it, when it comes to fishing and maybe a little bit ADHD with like, I, I can't just fish walleye all summer or fish, fish lakers all summer or fish trout all summer. I like to, I like to switch it up. Um, maybe it results in not getting dialed in as much, but, uh, I definitely like to just switch things up, explore new places. So my, my goal is just, to to keep exploring basically and spend some, spend some nights somewhere with the boat. Um, we usually camp on an Island up North when we do go there. So that's always fun, but yeah, just, just to keep exploring. Nice. That sounds like a pretty good season. So, um, for myself, pretty similar. I mean, for me, I want to fish my first tournament, which, you know, same thing, as long as COVID doesn't have a, a say in that, uh, I think, you know, definitely be able to do that. Um, I want to get down and do some bass fishing. I want to catch my first largemouth bass. Uh, that's a good that's, one. That's on my goal. I haven't got a chance to get down to Boundary yet. Uh, another one is I want to um, work on my photography skills. I mean, I just picked up a brand new lens today. Uh, it should be pretty, pretty cool to uh, get a different perspective, um, you know, in the outdoors, you know, sun, sunsets. I don't know. I got some ideas. Uh, I definitely want to up my photography skills this, this summer as well. So uh, whether that's, you know, spending a day just shooting for promotional stuff or just, you know, catching moments and, and that kind of stuff. I just, for me, the photography side of things, I've definitely taken a huge interest in. So, um, yeah, and then... Oh. Sorry, I was going to say, I can supply the boat and modeling services. Sounds good, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, well, one, I have no boat, and two, I'm not model material, so thank you. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, and then another big one for me is I would like to catch a 30-inch walleye open water. Yes, I would too. I haven't got one open water. I was lucky enough to get my PB at 30 and a half this winter. But yeah, definitely 30, 30 inch open water would be, I'll add that to my list, my yeah. goals list. So tournament, bass, photography, 30 inch walleye. And honestly, I just want to continue creating great relationships in the fishing industry. I really want to see where this podcast goes. I think we have something, something good here. We have a lot of big things coming, um, definitely if this is your first time tuning in go back listen to a couple episodes send us an email if you have some you know topic suggestions guest suggestions um anything like we're, we're open books we want to know what you guys want to hear uh we're not professional anglers by any means if there's something that you guys want to learn about if we don't know about it let's get somebody on here that can you know teach us all uh you know about that topic um definitely some exciting things like we promise you that there's some exciting things coming in the coming months so don't go anywhere i'd like to add one more goal to my list um Uh-oh. that i've kind of in the in, on the background on the back burner i've kind of taken up fly fishing over the years uh thanks to my uncle and haven't been able to wasn't able to go out to Calgary this year, sadly, to go fly fishing, but I've done that for the last couple of years. But I would like to catch a carp on the fly this year. Carp um, on the fly. Yeah, that's that's one of my goals, probably in early spring here kind of thing. But uh, that's that's on the list as well. It might take a bit of time away from the pre-fishing for the tournament, but 
That's on the list. Carp on the fly. Put a piece of corn on your hook. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not. We're we're doing this with an actual fly. It's it's an ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. There's that way. I guess uh, uh, lots of people don't like them, but if you are trying to target them, we are pretty lucky down south here. Uh, <laughs> you can you can find them pretty easily. So now it'll just be to trick them into actually taking that fly and and then hold on for dear life because I have caught them rod and reel purposely. And they're they're a great fight, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes on a fly rod. Man, when I lived down in North Dakota, there's some big carp. I'll send you some pictures. But yeah, we caught some big carp. Um, carp. I caught a alligator gar down in North That's Dakota. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it was definitely it wasn't a targeted cast by any means, but it was definitely a cool catch. Um, but yeah, big carp, tons of fun. Super underrated fish too. I mean, they're. Mm, they don't get the best you know rap yeah but they're fun to catch yeah no they i i've heard lots of people call them like i think it's like a freshwater bonefish bonefish redfish i'm not sure um but they i know what the two are but um i can't remember what people call them but yeah the fight they put up and it's in shallow water ripping around peel and drag like they're they're a lot of fun and pretty easy fishing if you enjoy just sitting there taking in the scenery and then waiting for your rod to start peeling yes but i guess if you're if you're still listening thank you i know there there wasn't a wasn't a guest for this episode but we thought it'd be a good chance to kind of get to know us a little better kind of just chit chat and kind of let you know where things were going but um for sure if you're looking to get ramped up here for the spring opener definitely check out 13 fishing's website and use our code weekend warriors for 15 percent off um i know i'll definitely be going on there and ordering some things here lots of local places are are sold out of stuff as well so it'll definitely be a good chance to get on there stock up a bit here and maybe get some secret items for that tournament that i'll be fishing against you in (laughs) (laughs) yes for sure uh yeah go check out 13fishing.ca um tons of great products But yeah, if you're still tuned in, thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate all of your support. Definitely head on over to your listening platform and leave us a review or a written written review. And um, yeah, until next time. Talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Weekend Warriors Fishing Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your favorite listening platform so we can reach more anglers just like you. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for media updates and behind-the-scenes content.